You're listening to Strong Woman Radio, a sanctuary free of testosterone, save for a few special guests, where ladies who like to lift heavy things can chit-chat about the struggles and success that comes with being a woman in a man-dominated sport. We welcome all listeners of all sports, be it strongman, CrossFit, Olympic lifting, or more. Please send us your own inside girl jokes or questions if you'd like to submit one through the contact form on paleoparents.com. Simply click the podcast dropdown from the top right corner and submit a question or comment under the SWR tab. While you're at it, shop on the sidebar of our blog for our favorite products and recommended partners. Now, let's get to our fearless leaders, two competitive strong women athletes who earned their invites to nationals within the first year of training for the sport. Please remember, Stacey and Vivian's banter is often mindless and should never be taken for professional medical advice. Welcome to Strong Woman Radio. I'm Stacey Toth. And I'm Vivian Wynn, where we drop bombs like we drop weights. I think she's referring to maybe some expletives. Be warned, this is not a family-friendly podcast. Unless you're that kind of family. How are you? I'm delightful. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm wunderbar. I had a wonderful weekend. Yeah. yeah. How was your weekend? I didn't like, you know. I was... You weren't holding your bated breath on Instagram following my every move? Well, no, I was. But then <laughs> I have data that I had to conserve on my phone because uh. I went a little ham because of the CrossFit game. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So part of my wonderful weekend was watching the CrossFit games, which... Um, this podcast will air probably like, you know, after them or whatever, by the time iTunes gets its shit together. But, (laughs) um, I thought the games are really good this year and maybe I I just, from someone who's kind of gotten out of CrossFit, like last year when I watched the games, I was like totally in love with CrossFit and drinking the Kool-Aid. Not that I don't think that it's still good for some people and like whatever, um, and I think all the, um, specifically like the games athletes are crazy awesome. They train pretty similar to how we train, we think, uh, just more often, obviously. Right. But, um, but, um, I just thought that there were a lot of strength components to this year's games, which are really awesome. There were a lot of strongman movements that, yeah, like, I thought it was really funny that they made like cushiony strongman implements. <laughs> totally. So for people that don't know, there was like a, sprint carry which is essentially a strongman movement yeah it called lo- a keg it was carry basically like a, a carry medley yeah is what it was it yeah. ended up looking like a carry medley now like, the distance was like way pillow- longer than we would ever do no but. exactly there was like all the people that usually do really well on the heavy stuff were all like finishing last and i was like why are they finishing last that's like totally up their alley i would do awesome at this and that's like because it's like 10 times the distance that you normally right. do it and i was like oh yeah yeah they could carry it but like yeah. it's like for how long yeah <laughs> But there was a sandbag that looked, I mean, like we do a sandbag and right. theirs looked like a giant pillow sandbag. And I then know. it looks so nice and, it's and, all cushy. and like cushy and like, it's going to stay that it's not going to be all granular all up in their bra time. sweat and their <laughs> face. Yeah. And then there was like this cushiony cylinder thing that looked just like a keg. I would carry that any day over a keg. Are you kidding? I know, That's... right? Well, yeah. Like today I have like bruising all over my arm and like chest from just practicing kegs. Yeah. Because, you at, know, at the, why uh, not? <laughs> it was cute at the um, competition this weekend. One of the women that I was competing against, like, 
had never done some of the things before, like ever <laughs> touched the implements. And she You're was like, Oh great. Another Vivian. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was much nicer to her. <laughs> I lent her my pants, man. Oh, wow. Um, I did. I don't I was like, anyway, um, <laughs> this is a hot mess. The whole thing was a hot mess. And, um, so anyway, we did the log press and you know, you get those like terrible, br- oh, I don't know if you've ever done the 12 inch log. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I have. You get those, like, it looks like fingers on your forearm. Giant knots, like yeah. underneath your wrist. People thought they were kettlebell things, but they're not, they're logs and they're at the exact same spot. And like, yeah. I get huge it's the same welts. Thing, like if you were doing a kettlebell clean, yeah. Uh, clean. Yeah. But they're on the wrong spot for it. Anyway. So. We did that. It was log. And then we did car deadlift. And then we were waiting to do the truck pull. And she says to me, like, as we're sitting there waiting to do the truck pull, she's like, oh my gosh, the car deadlift really hurt my wrist. And she like shows me the spot on her wrist and it's not from the car deadlift. Cause you have to wear like, um, wrist straps. And oh, yeah. so she thought they were from the wrist straps and the car deadlift. And I was like, nope, those are log bruises. <laughs> and I like showed her my permanent bruises from the log bruises. So, um, it's funny. Yeah. Anyway, um, you you were talking about keg bruises and yeah games. But. Well, yeah, because we like had um, well this weekend because I'm practicing for nationals, even though like the weights are obscene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just practicing like putting. I think I put a 160 over the 52 inch, which I think is like crazy high too, just because you're carrying it and then you have to put it over a bar. And um, I've been getting like, well, like you get bruises like in your chicken cutlet, which is like where your bra <laughs> and arm happens. I call that like a chicken tender or chicken cutlet because like it's right there. <laughs> and then like I'm getting bruises on my like upper arm and people are like, are you OK? <laughs> like, you look at me when I'm going to the grocery store like I'm crazy. And I'm like, oh, no. No, one this, was, this was this was intentional. Yeah. This is self-inflicted beating. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just felt like the games this year were really strength oriented, which is interesting because the open this year was really gymnastics oriented. Yeah. So like they want to balance it out because it's really funny to me because I always like a ladder. But when they put a ladder and speed, I was like, man, this is just like our press medley. Like, yeah, it's totally (laughs) it was totally like a strongman press medley. The clean the clean speed ladder. And um and then there was, like, it was interesting in the individuals, there was a overhead squat one rep max. And then in the team, there was a deadlift one rep max. So it was just, you know, the import. And then in the open, there was a snatch one rep max or something. Yeah. So it was just interesting because in CrossFit proper, like, right. we rarely did one rep max. And when yeah. we did, we I weren't. Think it just depends on, like, the gym, too. Like, yeah. Who- what kind of programming they like to do because I've been at gyms where we regularly do the CrossFit total and that kind of stuff. But a lot of them, like they try to focus on the endurance part because most of the athletes that come into a CrossFit gym, they're not looking to get strong. They're looking to lose weight. Yeah. And the easiest way for most of them to do that is run (laughs) and Metcons and get pull-ups and that kind of stuff and well and that's how the games were last year so it was refreshing to see a lot less running this year and even when there was running like the muscle up biathlon what did they call it um 
it was mm-hmm. like even if you ran slow but you were good at muscle ups like it didn't really matter you yeah. know so it, it was... definitely threw a chink in the chain for like those like more endurancey athletes mm-hmm. in the sense that like after day one there was no there was not as much endurance as there was just like mental fortitude to mm-hmm. pack, like push yourself to finish all 12 muscle ups or whatever it was <clears throat> but yeah how else was your weekend? I didn't. I followed you on the Instagram, but there's on, no video on the podcast. So <laughs> on the grams of Insta, yes. Yeah, so I had a really great competition. This is my first time competing in the open heavyweight strongman. Welcome, welcome. And <laughs> I won every event and. That's the way to do it. Got my got my ticket to nationals. Um, I don't know, man. Like, okay, so all the competitions that I've been to, Capital Classic was huge in terms right. of, like, how many con- competitors there were. Right. So when you competed heavyweight women, what was there, like, six women that you were competing yeah. against? I mean, six women, but, like, it's still pretty small for... I think in general. Like compared to the men. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, there's like a legitimate group of people other than like, who's going to get on the podium. Right. And then when you did the brute one, uh, I only am saying the ones that you did because I didn't do these and we right. did our very first one together. So I'm like right. trying to equate, you know, whatever. And then when you did your brute one, there weren't enough people, but they mixed all the classes and right. then you still had what, like six people total again. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Even though there was really only, like, two heavyweight women that you were competing right. against or something. So no, like, no matter what, the two heavyweight women would still be technically top of podium. Right. Yeah. So, again, you were competing with, like, six people. Yep. And then and in the lower weight class at Brute. Right. But what I'm saying is, at least, yes. Yeah. So, so at in, least you had, like, a range. Exactly. In order, to, in order to not feel like it was just you and one other person, they, like, combined everybody and whatever. Right. And then when we went to the one in Richmond where we were just supporting the dudes, there were still, like, a the number of women who were competing. Again, yeah. they combined weight classes, but there was, like, six women or something. I think right. it's, like, you know, it's, like, usually five or six women in all the contests that I've seen. Right. And then the one that we competed in, there were that many women in the heavyweight novice com- right. thing, just in the heavyweight novice, which is the one we were competing in. Right. So, like, all the contests I've ever been to, there have been, like, multiple... Like a good handful. A good handful of women. Right. And I know that that's not the case everywhere because, like, I read about... um Sue Metcalf Meddy doing a contest like last month where she was the only woman and she competed against the 175 men just because there were no other women. Oh, wow. So like, I know that that happens and this contest was shaping up to look that way. And I was talking to the promoter before I went and I was like, dude, I really want my ticket to nationals. If I need to compete with the 175 men, if I make podium, will NAS, uh, North American Strongman Corporation, right. um, still give me my ticket to nationals because the way women's is supposed to work is that they give everybody on the podium. If right. there's three or more, a ticket. And so I was like, if I make top three with the 175 men, NAS should still recognize that as a nationals qualifier. And, um, the guy was like, no, no, we'll have three women and they'll give, you know, one ticket to nationals. So don't worry about it. And cause it was expensive to travel right. down and, um, 
you know. Yeah, because, like, the thing about competing is, like, and people forget, like, you go and you're having fun, but you're paying to have this fun. Yeah, you you pay to register, (laughs) you pay to travel, you know, it's expensive right to go and it takes time out of like whatever your regularly planned scheduled was yeah and, and i imagine for you it's like even more so because you have the kids and the husband and you yeah. know the and, life and, <laughs> yeah exactly so it was a big deal for me to do this and i wanted to make sure that it was worth my while and honestly my intention of registering with this one was to use it as preparation to, to like be able to win the one in august like my intention was to to get a feel for it, get comfortable competing in open, seeing other women like lift heavy stuff in my weight class and then do the one in August. Cause when I registered for this one months ago, like I didn't have, um, I wasn't sure where I would be strength wise cause I was working on the book and blah, blah, blah. And it was supposed to be a motivator for me to like right. snap back out of book mode and get back into training, which it did. So, um, what kind of sucked though, is that when I got to the competition, there was only one other woman and in all the weight classes, like (laughs) there's, there's all the men, there was like a crap ton of heavyweight men. Like the whole competition was basically heavyweight men. I mean, there was a couple, but like it wasn't even enough in the 175 men's for me to compete. I was talking to the NAS guy and I'm, yeah. And I was like, can I compete in the 175s? He's like, no, because there's only three people. So like you're guaranteed to make podium. So, um, it sucked. And I, I had all the feels like I totally, um, (laughs) I like stepped outside the fences of the gym and like sat on the outside of the brick wall and cried myself. Oh, did you? I totally had some feels because I was so frustrated that like, I specifically said to the promoter, like, are you sure that there's going to be three women so that I can qualify? And he was like, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And then I got there the day beforehand and he's like, well, actually we counted the registrations wrong and it's just you and one other person right now. (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness. So, um, and by the way, that person didn't actually register and she's still got a seat before me, but that's another topic altogether. I'll talk about that <laughs> off air. But anyway, it didn't, it, it ended up not mattering and I had a good time and the girls, you know, you, you end up, you know, hating them less as the day goes on. Cause yeah, you know obviously. how it goes. It, 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 and eventually you do a podcast with them. Just like, meh, you yeah. know, they're okay. And so you're like, let's be best friends. Yeah. So I found <laughs> out that there was like nobody 15 minutes before it was supposed to start. And I came back in, like, I know my face was like red and blotchy because Mike had the conversation with me where he's like, get your head in the game. And I'm like, okay, I know I'm in here. Right. Like I'm not outside crying anymore. Give me a break. And he's like, if you don't qualify for nationals, you don't qualify for nationals. Like you're going to win in August anyway. So it doesn't matter. Like just do this and use it as a training day and don't worry about it. I was like, okay. So again, like as soon as I kind of relaxed and was like, all right, I can't change the fate of the day. What I can do is rock this shit out. You know, I'm like, I'm just going to do the best I can. And this third girl like came in at the last minute. They like she volunteered from the audience to be the third girl in the competition and had like, she's a roller, roller derby girl. So she's active and strong, but like hadn't touched half the implements that we were supposed to be doing. So literally Mike and I are giving her a tutorial. Like I loaned her pants because she wasn't wearing proper pants and oh, wow. <laughs> seriously. And like, we're giving her a tutorial, like, okay, here's how you yoke. And then to like ask this girl who's never done it before, like, okay, now run down and back with a 420 pound yoke on your back. Oh like that's 420 that, pounds. Not going to happen. Right. Yeah. It's not going to happen. But the, 
girl had such a good attitude. Like, I couldn't help but love this girl. And at the end of everything, she'd just be like, damn it, I really wanted to do that. Like, I hate not being able to do it. And I was like, I love your fire, girl. Yeah, and now she's going to totally get into the sport now. She's totally into it. Exactly. By the end of the competition, she's like, okay, how do I recover? Because I'm dying here. And she's like, (laughs) and then I'm going to be in the gym on Monday and I'm going to do this stuff. And I was like, you rock. But, um, so it was a little bit like hard for me mentally because part of me was like, oh, this is a cute little like progeny that like, I don't (laughs) want to be mean to. And who's like, you know, doing her very best. And it's awesome that she's like doing it at all. And because of her, I get to like possibly go to nationals because now it's, it's a legit qualifier with three people. So you know, I was like walking this line between being really thankful and also like being in my mean competitive mode. And it was just kind of bizarre the way the day went. But, um, and then the other thing is that, okay, so I won the yoke and they advertised the yoke as 360 pounds for 30 feet. They increased the weight. (laughs) Okay. So let me just tell you about how all this went down. So it was, (laughs) (laughs) it was promoted as 360 pounds for 30 feet. Right. And I get there and it's 420 pounds for 60 feet with a repick at 30. I feel like normally <laughs> when it's like comp day, they don't add weight. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I see how this is going to go. And it continued to go that way all day, but never mind. It was a really good experience for me to like learn to just roll with the punches and yeah, like just do it. So crazy. It's yeah. like, it's like what people say about like their wedding days. It's just like, you just can't control anything no. crappy that happens. It yeah. just happens. <laughs> so of course, Mike is like, that's better for you that this weight is more because you know, you have 420, no problem. And I was like, yeah, yeah I have 420, no problem. But I hadn't trained 420. So I've right. been training 360 for, for speed. Right. So now you don't even know time. Right. Exactly. I don't know like what my and base time should like, be or whatever. Here's the thing. Here's like the huge difference between you and I as competitors. I really don't like. I <laughs> you go and you have no idea. But like I've gone into like I went to Brute. I had no idea what movements I was doing. I was just like, well, I already signed up. I already paid the money. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, we're total and, like, opposites. Nationals is a little different because like, you know, it's a big it's deal. Nationals, it's kind of more of a big deal. But it's just like me personally, once it comes to a competition, I'm either going to do it or I'm going to zero. And it's, yeah. I mean, well, I'm not going to zero is the thing. So. <laughs> So anyway, um, I just like, you know, Mike looked at me, he, he said to the, in front of everybody, I just, Mike is our head coach at, um, (laughs) at Nova and he's sassy pants. Oh, he's, he's so wonderful. And, um, you know, so encouraging and everything. And he, he, I think everyone saw that I walked in with tears in my eyes and then I'm like, wait a minute, this yoke is wrong, you know, and I'm coming across like I can't handle it. And so he cut, he like says in front of everybody, he's like, that's okay. You can put as much weight on this yoke as you want to. She's the yoke queen. She's going to do fine. <laughs> I kind of dropped the mic and walked away. And I was like, all right. So I did, I, I banged out the yoke, um, which is totally, uh, if you've followed me in any sort of strong stuff at all, you know, that yoke is kind of like my thing and it's next to deadlift which is my favorite (laughs) yeah so um we eat like everybody has the thing that they're good at and that they like and farmers carry and yoke are my favorite things and viv is really really good at deadlift and car deadlift but we both have you know we're we're good at everything but those those are our favorites right 
Yeah. Do I, I mean, those? like, I would say dead, deads of any kind are my favorite. And then, like, press after that. Yeah. And, like, yoke and farmers. Anything, you're good are, with anything with a barbell, really. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been doing it for so yeah. long. But, like, farmers, ugh. I like the days the days that the days that you and I train farmers and yoke together it makes me feel like you're not superhuman I'm like all right okay I'm I'm not (laughs) anyway well hands are like so small and I'm just like why when we do barbells together I'm like oh I should just retire (laughs) (laughs) so okay so I did the yoke and I did really great and I was like awesome like I just made my first showing and I like made everyone snap too. And then after I did yoke, several people came up to me and they were like, Hey, I know who you are. And then, you know, then my like ego started to get a little better. And I was like, all right, fine. Even if I don't get, you know, whatever, like, because at that point, NAS had still not said that I, that it could be a national qualifier. Like the guy, yeah, yeah, I didn't find out until the end. So, because there weren't five girls and anyway, so, um, I wasn't sure what they were going to do. And then, um, the second event was log press, which the view know is like one of my weakest movements as press. And so I had been really nervous about log press and it has been the thing that I've been training the most for the last couple of weeks, months, which is fine. Like it's a skill I need to work on no matter what, but we get to do the log press and the way that it works is a one press, one rep max. And so, um, you can buy in where, wherever you want. And I do the first one at just the log, which is 90 pounds, just so I can like basically use it as a warm up. Yeah. And then and I like feel your confidence. Yeah, exactly. Like get a feel for the log, build your confidence get it under me, build my confidence, whatever. And I knew that it wasn't going to like tax me to do just the log at 90 because my one rep max is 140 and I almost got 145. So I had hoped to get like 145 or 150. at the contest and so um then the lady comes over like how many pounds do each one of us want to add to it and the one girl who's never done it at all didn't get the 90 so it's just between me and the other girl and she asks if we want to put on two and a halfs or fives and I was like oh no like I'm not going to buy in until 125 and the other (laughs) the other girl's like no (laughs) she just had this look on her face like that's not happening and she was like I'll do two and a halfs and so the girl did um two and a halfs and then um I don't think she got it is I think what happened and so all I needed to do was to put fives on which made it no, she got that, but then she couldn't get um, the next one up, which was five pounds on, which would have made it 110. Right. And so when she didn't hit 110 and I did, like I took it. And Yeah, you automatically won. Yeah. yeah and so 110 is like my warm-up weight. So it was kind of like disappointing. I, yeah. You know. Because you want it like. I want to see if I can do it. Yeah, because you've I've like rested for a week and I've fueled and I've done everything. Like, okay, now's the ideal time to try to hit a one rep max. But at the same time, like, it's stupid to do more than you have to when you have three more events. So I ended up like just winning at one ten, which although is awesome, was also kind of disappointing because I didn't get to like try to hit a one rep. Hoping to PR on the floor. Yeah, but. You know, not having a PR, whatever. I mean, it would be like you hitting a 225 deadlift. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, that whatever. would be pretty disappointing. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Although last time I did a deadlift, I really only had to do one. <laughs> yeah. 
And you, it flew up your 425 deadlift. I was just like, I didn't even think that was a one rep for you because I'm like, oh, well, I mean, what well, like, so easy. I, obviously, like, that's I tell not her people PR. all the time. Like, you know, you're once the at contest, your PRs are way different than like yeah. when you're in the gym and you in train the gym. Because in the whatever. gym, you yeah. can like talk, you can rest, you can do whatever you want. But on the floor, there is none of that. And then there's a whole bunch of adrenaline. Yeah. Everything's going to go up looking easy if you have it. Yeah. <laughs> so. That was a log. And then there was a car deadlift. And as you and I, as you and I know, like we have only ever pulled a car one time. And that was when we used your car, Carl. Yeah. And <laughs> if you remember that day, Mike didn't even want me to pull Carl because I wasn't supposed to be training. I was supposed to be resting and saving my right. back for and press. And I only did it once. And so, I only did it once. We were all like, shh, don't tell Yeah, I was like, don't tell Mike. <laughs> Of course, he saw me lift a freaking car. But anyway, so um, it turns out that because I hadn't even trained car deadlift because it's one of my better events. Like I wasn't worried about it. And usually for women, it's not an actual car. Like that's the kind of thing that they pull at nationals, right? Like they want to see women do that at nationals, but not at like regular events. Regular events, they put something big and heavy but not a car so like an empty shed which weighs like half as much of a car or they fill a tire with sandbags to make it basically like half the weight of a car or less than a car or whatever this they had this old heavy ass fucking mustang okay it's like mustang yeah things are not carl Carl's kind of spelt. <laughs> <laughs> Carl was okay. much more lean than this Mustang. Trust yeah, me. <laughs> so, I mean, you were there when I lifted Carl. Like, yeah. I, it wasn't an easy lift for me, but I didn't like struggle with it. Yeah, it wasn't like struggle. I stayed in the bottom and it you know popped all my blood up. vessels or anything. Like, I lifted Carl and it wasn't a big deal. Um, I could not lift this car, and there was nothing more frustrating. Like after only hitting one ten on the log and then the next event was the car deadlift and not being able to lift it I was like pissed off I was so pissed off I couldn't lift that car I was mostly pissed off because I'm like I know that I'm strong I know that I'm like really strong for a woman and I'm yeah, like and if- especially in the dead like your deads are you're, they're gonna catch up to mine sooner rather than sooner than you think well i know you could lift as much as i do <laughs> so. well, that's my intention in the future but like i know even right now that like i've lifted another car before yeah, and i'm very strong before. there's no reason why that this you... exactly this is event that i'm strong in and i'm strong for a strong woman competitor and so like if i can't lift the car then it's an unreasonable expectation for an event promoter to set that up and like yeah. there were men that didn't lift that car in the heavyweight division there were oh, men that didn't lift that car so Did they, like load the trunk or something they supposedly took out the back seat but like i told mike when i got off of it i'm like you need to check that for weights because i'm like that car is so heavy and he's like no that car is just heavy like that that car is just that, heavy that car that make of that car is yeah. heavy yeah it's just really old mustang so anyway that was frustrating i mean i took all of those events i was still in first place and then they reseated after that so the whole time i had been going um like second right and so the girl who um, I was really competing against cause I, the one girl I told you, she was kind of like, you know, I was rooting She was on. an audience member. Right. She was an audience member who just like got up and decided to do it. And then, then there was the other girl that had like actually registered and she competed in the same event last year and also took second place. And the girl that won first place last year went on to nationals and is also going to the nationals this year. So, um, 
like, I was glad to have another competitor. And at this point I had won all the events and I got to reseat. And now that meant that I got to go last and see everybody go before me, which makes the competition easier. Be- Heck, well, yeah, it does. Because you know part. what you have to do. Exactly. So the carpool, the girl that was in the audience ended up getting to pull the Hummer, which was really exciting. Like, you know, we showed her what to do and the first half of it, there was no grade. And then there was a grade for the second half of it. So she was able to pull it for the first half, which good on that girl. Like I told her, I was like, if nothing else, you get to tell people you pulled a freaking Hummer this weekend. Like that's badass. You know, yes. be proud of yourself. Awesome. Yeah. So then the second girl went and she got it basically halfway over the grade. There wasn't a time cap, which is interesting, but, um, she ended up just like, you know, not being able to finish about three quarters of the way through, which is about half of the grade. And because I had trained on a grade, like I knew I could do it. Right. And so it was just like there, because it wasn't timed. And because even if I had did it slower than what that girl did it, as long as I took it farther than she took it, then I was going to win. So I did it and I, I finished it and, um, which basically secured me the win. Cause even if I hadn't won the fifth event, I still would have won the whole thing. Cause it's a point based right. system. So that was cool. I felt like I got my mojo again after the truck pull. Cause I'm like, okay, that was a valid contest. Like, you know, yeah, we actually like, got to compete. We got there. to all compete. Yeah. We all, we've got to all do it. <laughs> so <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then the last one was a medley, which, um, is kind of unique to Strongman. Interestingly, this one was advertised as a 170 pound stone, a 150 or 160, I can't remember, farmers per hand, um, which is like 300 or 320 total. And then, um, a prowler with two plates which really means two per handle, which is 180 pounds pounds total, and then a tire flip. It ended up being a 120-pound stone off of an 18-inch platform. Let me say that again. It went from being 170 pounds, period, to being a 120 off a platform so that someone doesn't have to actually pick it up off the ground. Then uh, the Prowler went from being two plates per side to being three plates per side. Oh, so they increased your Prowler? And then they decreased the stone. And you hate the Prowler. Oh, the Prowler is my enemy. But Viv, the Prowler is not so bad on turf. <laughs> we just oh, need... yeah, turf, it slides. We I just need to get some turf in the gym and we'll be totally fine. Instagram? Because, like, in the gym, we have, like, rubber mats. And basically, and the prowler has rubber on the bottom. Yeah, and the prowler has rubber on the bottom, and 95% of the time, I'm pretty sure it has tacky on the bottom, too. (laughs) Totally. It's like, and I think there's, I think there's like metal that they won't tell you about that's in there that's like anti, like, (laughs) make it easy. Yeah. So, like, it's almost easier for us to do our prowler stuff outside versus inside. Yeah, it totally, even though there's a hill outside. We train it, it's inside. I would rather do the prowler outside on a hill than doing it inside on the mats. Like, it is that bad. It is is so bad. So awful. when they were saying that there were two plates on the prowler, I was just like, I'm going to die. Like I'm actually going to die. Um, but then I tested on the turf. They didn't have rubber on the bottom of their prowler and they had turf. And I was like, and it's slid like I was water. like, this You're is like, like ice skating. It's, it's like nothing. I'm like, put some more plates in there. We're good. No, I mean, it wasn't that easy, but 
So it's a lot easier probably than like what we do in our yes. gym. But so I had trained a 165 pound stone, I think that yeah. stone is. And I had trained the prowler on the rubber mats. So I had trained harder than what this event was going to be. Right. Um, but it had taken me 90 seconds was my best when we ran it through. Right. And so the girl goes in front of me and well, the, the first girl goes and power to her does everything except the farmers. She couldn't get the farmers. It's pretty heavy farmers for. Yeah. Farmers me. is pretty heavy if you've never done them before. Cause it's grip strength. I mean, you're it's holding grip strength and like your forearms. Yeah. It's, it's a, like, 160 it, pounds. It's mentally intimidating because like, okay, first off, it's not gross. She has to pick it off the ground <laughs> and she might not have ever deadlifted ever. Yeah. And that's a lot for each hand. Yeah. And then deadlifting that and then walking with it. Yeah. yeah. But farmers is one of my, like I said, one of my favorite, one of my best. So I wasn't worried about the farmers. Um, and stones, I'm also really good at stones. This stone, well, this stone was so tiny. <laughs> it was like, Did it feel like a small infant? Did oh, it feel like one of your children? You it was, like, I literally, I watched the video back in slow motion on my phone and Viv, I literally threw it up to myself and caught it. Like I let <laughs> go of the stone and caught it again. Like I just was like, that was anyway. Um, so she ran through and she did 59 seconds and that was a really good time. Like for me, I was like, I wanted to win all of the events. Like I, right. you know, at that point I had won all of them so far and I wanted to be able to say I won all of my events. And so when she ran through, she did awesome. And she ran through with the time of 59 seconds. Like I started to get a little sweaty because I knew when I had done it, it was 90 seconds. And I knew I could shave some time off with the changes that that they had made but like that's a lot of time to shave off yeah and it's a prowler <laughs> it's the prowler no not the prowler i hate the prowler yeah so i did get to do it in the order that i wanted which is great and um when i did it i freaking hustled as much as i could and um I, I banged it out at 53 seconds and oh, I was nice. super, super stoked to be able to say that I won all the events. Although, like I said, I'm just really kind of mixed emotions about the whole thing. Cause I wish that there had been like more women and I got to like do the log and got to actually car deadlift something other than yeah. just like completely bust all my back muscles trying to lift something that I was never should have been lifting. But, right. um, yeah, so that's how that's how my weekend was and um mike was hysterically like talking to everybody about doing the nova summer showdown and i think i think he got like several people to sign up yeah i think a couple people signed up signed up like right then yeah he was just like yeah you should totally come to our call it was interesting because the place that it was held wasn't really a strongman gym and by that i mean all of the equipment was borrowed (laughs) even the people that went to that stone Yes, the stones were borrowed. That's weird. The yoke was borrowed. The farmer's handles were borrowed. That's interesting. Yeah, so like so even there the must people be a strongman gym close. There was a barbell club close that had a strongman aspect. So I'm not quite sure like what ended up going down and why that gym hosted it, but the people that went to that gym didn't have an advantage because nobody touched the equipment until the morning of. Like I went down on Friday to touch the equipment the day before and like the equipment wasn't there because it was borrowed. It was just crazy. So it was an interesting, interesting little Yeah, in August you definitely have an advantage in the sense that you get a 
touch everything. Yeah. So, and that's part of why I wanted to go somewhere else because I didn't want to feel like if I win in August, I don't want to feel like, oh, I won these two things because I have an advantage. Like now I can say like, I won this thing and I got my tickets to nationals totally legit. Like, you know, I went outside my comfort zone. I totally did things not knowing what I was going to be doing and like still won. So, And like now we got to find like what five women for Nova. I know. I was just talking to um, the promoters, Mike and um, Caroline, about it today. And I was like, we got to get the flyers and stuff updated so I can start really pushing that to other people and not compete by myself. Because this weekend, com- like, basically competing with essentially like, one other person. Like, I'm I don't like, want this to happen to anyone else or me. Exactly. Again. I'm like, we need, we need a lot of women to sign up, please. So... Yeah. Well, you know what I think is interesting is that, you know, people always say like, oh, I don't want to do a contest. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And then like this woman just like stood up at the audience, not even doing half this shit and still competed. And like, hey, man, like sometimes it's just a leap of faith. Right. It's like you try it. And if you do well, you do well. And if you don't, you don't like, well, it's not going to hurt. And well, most of the time you're not (laughs) doing that. Make sure you you know, listen to people about form and, you know, whatever, but yeah, you've already been training. Like what, why the heck not go in? I just think it's like, if you've already won novice, why why don't you just go try it? Especially like if you haven't, if you haven't done it, you might as well just get it out of the way and do it now because like the only thing stopping you at this point is you. Yeah. Well, I just think like, hopefully people can take away from that, that they should just try something even if it makes Out them scared or nervous or yeah. they think that they're not ready, like, dude, just do it. You know, like Viv and I told our stories last week about how we got started in this stuff. And like, yeah, all leap of faith and a lot of like, people are like, you're really strong. Yeah. It's very, it's very rare that you're going to just feel completely comfortable walking into a new situation. I'm like 95% of the time when I walk into the gym now, I'm not, I'm still not comfortable because I'm just like, I'm going to feel so uncomfortable for the next several hours. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to get sweaty. I'm going to be gross. I'm going to smell weird, <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be worth it. Yeah. So, um, that's that's how I rolled this weekend. Oh, and then okay, so then just the rest of my weekend, um, we stayed at my husband Matt's family's house in. I know I saw the clawfoot tub. Jealous. Amosville. Okay, so I, what I didn't say about that clawfoot tub is that it's a modern tub with jets built into the bottom, and I got okay. to lay in that tub okay. and jets like massage my back. The salt into my wound. I know. Please? I'm gonna. Listen, we don't need to go to Spa World after events. We just need to go to their Amosville house. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was awesome. And then um, this morning, we went to a farm very nearby that um, house, which is why we stayed there, and did a farm tour of my favorite um, pastured, grass-fed, sustainable farm, Heritage Hollows, in Sperryville, Virginia. So, spent... Ended up spending the weekend, like, the first half with my strong crew, my mom, Mike, and Caroline, um, training and, you know, being a grown-up, sitting in a hot tub, hydrating with coconut water. Grown-up. And then I spent the second half of the weekend being a mom and hanging out with my kids and stepping in cow poo. So. Attractive. And then, then in between all of that, trying to catch up in the CrossFit games. <laughs> I know, right? I was like trying yeah, to stream it on my phone. <laughs> I was talking to Mike and Caroline and they were just like, oh my, 
I felt today felt like Monday because I'm so tired. I I did so much this weekend already. Yeah, we were all like so tired at training today. Everyone was just like, "I'm so tired." But like, we're all like prepping for nationals or at least training nationals, even even if they aren't going to nationals. Mm-hmm. So like, like you're everyone's practicing those training events. Yeah, the same thing, and it's just like. Okay. And now, like, our classes are getting so big, which is kind of awesome and kind of, like, interesting. Because <laughs> you're like, okay. Uh, no, I'm trying to use that equipment. that implement yeah. now. So I'm going <laughs> to this. And then when they're done, I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to trade off and all kinds of stuff. And everyone's talking to me about Vegas and how they want to go to Thunder Down Under. And I'm just like, okay. I'm just, I need to focus on this first. <laughs> all the shows I go to while I'm there. We'll see, because I might not be vertical after I'm done. (laughs) Gosh. Well, yeah, I signed up to do Maryland's Strongest Woman. I think it's, like, in November or something. Oh, are you? Yeah. I think Brute is doing, like, a a plane pull in November. Oh, that's probably, like, a group thing, though. So I don't know. We'll see. No, well, I think it's individual. Interesting. Well, so my plan is not to participate in nationals, just so everybody knows. I really wanted to be able to say that I got my ticket to nationals my first year of training, which I can officially say that I did, but that um, I want to go when I feel ready. And a lot of the weights and requirements and stuff that are posted right now, I literally can't do three quarters of them. So I'm not going to (laughs) go. To be honest, I can't eat (laughs) it. You you can almost do them. You're pretty close. I'm close as in like a hundred pounds near. They'll probably drop the weight to make it feasible for you. But I'm hoping like the day of, they're just like, just kidding. It's actually 450. And then I can be like, yes. Yeah. And I think that's probable. But even if they did that, like I'm at a 350 deadlift, hopefully I haven't done a one rep in a long time, but I think that's about where I am. And, um, you're at a 450. So just like, I'm not, I'm not there yet. And when I go, I want to be able to do it. If you want, like, that's the thing about, especially if you're spending this kind of money to travel, like there's no reason to go unless you're feeling confident in what you're doing. Yeah. So my plan is to not do nationals, but which is in like late September, I think. Yeah. 19th and 20th. And then instead I'm going to do the Maryland strongest in November. I think it is. So anyway, that's a whole lot about what you're not taking an off season. (sighs) I don't know what that is. Yeah, if I, I took an off season, it would just be a whole lot of ice cream and sofa time. And I don't think that that's really good for my health. Yeah, that's probably not the best life choice. Yeah. I feel like, too, like I have a hard time having an off season because if I don't have a goal to. Well, yeah, that's the thing is I'm like, I mean, we train all the time, but I like having a goal. I like knowing I like, like having, I like having something to be like, OK, this is why I'm training. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like some people, I mean, like I don't. Other than I want to be as good as Viv. <laughs> other than like other contests at least like i'd want to train to a contest just because it would make it less mundane sometimes like we go in there and we do a lot of strength stuff so there's strength building and it's important and i totally agree on the other end of it you like sometimes strongmen don't always do implements and it's nice to always train for a contest where you can touch implements like every other day <laughs> but so, um, some people actually asked us some questions. Oh, what? Yeah. How cool are we? Okay. So this person <laughs> says, my question has to do with the number of days to train per week. How many is two to three enough to still get the benefits of heavy lifting? Okay. So me personally, I train four days a week, four hours a 
three to four hours every night with like resting between lifts and etc. Um, but if you're doing three days a week, it should be fine, assuming you have an appropriate program to follow. So if you're following a program where you're going heavy those three days doing accessories and whatnot, it should be fine. I think two is too little, just from what I've seen programming um, athletes myself, especially in CrossFit. Like if you're a CrossFitter and you're doing your strength programming three times a week, you will definitely be stronger than most CrossFitters on top of your endurance. Well, that's what I would say too, is that I feel like it has to do with Two what is else. Just too little. Like what else are you doing? Because if you're doing like yoga one day a week and then you're doing strength training two days a week and then you're running or crossfitting or doing something else on other days, you could probably see some um, strength benefits. I think the person specifically says, is it enough to get the benefits of heavy lifting? So maybe just... if you're lifting heavy, I think no less than three days a week. Just because two days is just like way too far apart between your lift days. Yeah. And I think too, like maybe to understand what are the benefits of heavy lifting. So I'm actually giving a talk on this at um, the Ancestral Health Symposium in August, um, which is in San Francisco. Um, Yeah, I need to actually do this presentation. But um, so some of the benefits of strength training, particularly for women, have to do with metabolic increase. Um, You can decrease your chance of osteoporosis by strengthening your bones. You can regulate your hormones, specifically your sex hormones, your cortisol, your leptin. All of these sort of things are improved by incorporating a strength program into your rotation. Now, the difference between the strength program, um, getting all of those benefits and something like say, um, a boot camp or even a CrossFit, if you're not geared towards the strong end of that is that if you're doing, um, high reps at like a lower weight, you're not going to receive the same kind of benefit. If you're doing low reps at a high weight, you really need, when we say heavy, like we don't want you to think that you have to deadlift 400 pounds because it depends on who you are and what's heavy for you. Right. But like, you should be tanked out after like a limited number of sets. Like the most we ever do is like a five by three or like a 10 by two. Yeah. Especially if we're going heavy. Like every now and then we'll do moderate a 10 by two. Like that's usually pretty heavy too. That's what I'm saying. Like these are like the biggest numbers at the end of your lift. Exactly. You should be still sweating as much as you sweat when you do a Metcon. If you're lifting the weight heavy. If you're, if you do a five by three, like at the end of that third set, you should barely be able to push up the last two, like barely, maybe your spotter has to even help you lift and you should be sweating. Like you just ran a mile. Like it should, it should really be heavy for you. So it depends on who you are and where you are in your strength program. That's what we mean by heavy lifting. So this person says it's two to three times enough to get the benefits of heavy lifting. I think if you're doing that kind of heavy lifting three days a week, you probably are getting the metabolic and hormonal boost if that's what you're looking for. If you're looking to optimize your strength gains, doing that two times a week, you're probably not going to see like strength improvement. So it really depends, I think, what she means by benefits of heavy lifting. Yeah, I totally agree because like I've seen it where athletes are, we only program two times a week and they get, you'll get form if nothing else in two times a week and you'll get that feeling, but you won't get as much benefit out of if you increase, if you're looking to increase your weights 
if you're looking to um, improve on your other activities, it just won't be able to maintain with only two times a week. It's just like trying to recover from a like, yeah, on and, the weekends. It's and just specifically kind of like, oh, there, but it's not. Specifically, no. what Viv and I do is like, okay, so if Viv trains four times a week, I try to train more like four to five times a week. But when I'm getting ready for a contest, even like the past couple of weeks, I was doing six times a week, which is really a lot. I'm not saying everybody should do that. But, yeah, but it's six times a week with like a lot more accessory. Right, more accessory. And that's what I was about to say is that heavy, heavy. I'm not doing full body every single day for right. six days a week. And some days I'm doing accessory. Some days I'm doing more conditioning. Some days I'm doing upper body. Some days I'm doing lower body. And some days I'm doing full body like event preparation, which is like all the things that I talked about earlier in the podcast. So it really depends on like, what you're incorporating into your overall programming. But I think, you know, you should have someone who you trust as like either a personal trainer or the head programmer at your gym, or, you know, even if you're going to like a regular golds or something like that, there's people at the front desk who you can talk to about like overall programming and what your goals are that can help you kind of wade through that. I think if you want the benefits of heavy lifting, um, but you don't want to only do that, I think three days a week with like yoga one day maybe and then like another activity one day on another day right would be like totally fine. Or like metabolic conditioning of some sort whether it be running or right because viv and i so. do conditioning every time we work out at the end yeah, of our at awful. the end of our heavy lifting it's the least favorite thing obviously that we do nobody wants yeah, to because we don't like to move <laughs> <laughs> especially yeah, after your tank true. from strength string training for two hours you're like you want me to do what um so that's what, that's what a prowler is, is like when a prowler comes into the gym, like that's conditioning. Cause it is hard or work. like max tire flips for like, yeah, for time or time. like battle rope. Um, you know, we do a lot of core work because in order to lift heavy, you need to have strong core, that kind of stuff. So, okay. We have more questions. You ready? Yep. Um, I think you're, you're stoked for this one. Cause you just got new shoes. I do have new kicks. Um, this person says lifting shoes. I'm a CrossFitter, but I love Oli lifts. Do you feel the investment in lifting shoes is worth it? Um, okay. So when I was CrossFitting, I got Oli shoes and I rarely ever wore them. And I, I say this is because as if you're just a CrossFitter and that's what you're going to be, they're great for if you have those heavy training days and you're focusing on those lifts. If you're not focusing or spending that much time on those lifts, it's not worth $150. You can lift in your regular shoes and it's fine. But um, if you want a new pair of shoes, go for it. What am I? Hmm. <laughs> but I think- like, like I said, if you're not spending the time to focus on those lifts and do all of those lifts and spend dedicated time um, training them, there's no reason for you to get a $150 pair of shoes just for that, for a wad. Yeah. But if you're spending time where you're going to an Oli or you're focusing more on your Oli lifts and trying to perfect your form, absolutely get shoes. So what I did um, is I got the, what are they called? The CrossFit hybrids. I don't even yeah, know yeah. if they sell those anymore, but um, I use those for like four out of five CrossFit wads just because any time that there was an Olympic movement, like they were helpful. I also used used to use them for back squats, which I don't anymore. Right. The only thing I took them off for was box jumps, jump ropes, and deadlifts. If right. we, if there were any of those, I wore nanos. So, um, 
I think it also depends on too, like the type of athlete you are. Like you have to look at your form and this is why I'm saying this is because me as a CrossFitter, I can do any Oli lift in my flat shoes and my heels don't come off of the ground at all. That's, that's just because I have flexible ankles. And if you have noticed your form or during a water, whatever, your heels are coming off the ground during a lift and it's causing danger or pain, you should just get Oli shoes. Cause that, that'll definitely help too. Like, because I don't know what your form looks like. I can't exactly tell you yes or no, but if you're going to invest in the time to do the lift and do it correctly, I would absolutely get shoes. And if you are a woman with small feet, you can do Viv's trick and purchase the kids Kids shoes shoes. in the largest size for like (laughs) way cheap. Like size seven is like five and a half, five or five and a half. There's also like clearance <laughs> shoes of older models on like Reebok. We can put a link in the show notes and um, like our area has a Reebok outlet. So anywhere where you feel like you could possibly find those Oli lifters, like they're, they won't be 150, um, especially like an older version. You might be able to find them for maybe like a hundred or something. I don't know. But yeah. I think but especially if like, if you're looking to perfect the movement, I would get them, but And you can use, like, those ones in particular, if you're a CrossFitter, like, you can use them on almost anything. So, um, yeah. Okay, last question. You ready? I've been doing CrossFit for about a month now and have really enjoyed it. I've heard all the horror stories about getting hurt. I know good form is key, but there are there any other tips on how CrossFit without pushing yourself into permanent injuries? Okay, the reason people are getting injured is because they are not smart enough to listen to their body. I know people are like blaming a lot of things and sometimes it is the coach. The coach is not there and available or whatever. But if you ever have a question, you should never be afraid to ask the coach, Hey, Hey, can you look at my form? What am I doing wrong? Or what am I doing? Right. Um, or this feels too heavy. I'm going to lighten the bar. Exactly. If it feels too heavy, you should lighten the bar or ask to be scaled. Like, Yes, I 100% believe, like, if you cannot do a clean yet or a thruster or whatever, you should work on that on your PVC for as long as humanly necessary. I will push you at a point where I think your form looks beautiful, and then I'll push you in the weight then. But until you get to that point where you have to listen to your body, and you know your body more than most people. And I get that your coach wants to push you, and I totally understand that because I'm a coach, and I want to push my athletes. But there's a, a line that you have to draw between your coach and being like, this is my body still. I know what I can do. And if I can't do it, then work around it. Form is important. Doing accessory is important. Working on that core because a lot of times when you go into a CrossFit gym, they don't have core work. And especially with a lot of these lifts, if your core is weak, like you're going to do a heavy lift one day and fail. I also suggest working your negatives. So anytime you lift the bar, bring it down with control. I know it's going to slow down your wand time and that's going to suck, but your form's going to get better and you're going to get faster doing it well instead of doing it sloppily and ghosting the bar as in dropping the bar from overhead and walking away. It's not good form. Uh, other than that, I think it's just trusting your body to do what you tell it to do. A lot of women I notice, like from coaching, they just get scared of themselves a lot faster than men do. Like men will push and push and push. And then, or sometimes like it'll be, um, a woman won't push and she'll scale herself too much. You, you have to trust that your body's going to do something, but if it feels wrong the first time, 
it's okay to scale and it's okay to say, Hey coach, no, or Hey coach, look at me. Like that's what they're supposed to be there for. And if that's not the coach you have, I suggest finding a new one. (laughs) That's just my personal opinion. (laughs) I would totally agree. I think like the biggest thing with preventing injuries is like, you said and warming up. Oh yeah. <laughs> listening to your body. And I think the other thing that I see really neglected a lot is accessory movement. Like I see this both like in CrossFit and strongman, like people want to do like the big fun things that are impressive. Like, Oh, I want to back squat over two fifty. Oh yeah. That's well, great. But-, <laughs> but like you can't, you cannot, and you should not do that until you have like warmed up first of all and second of all that you've done all the accessory work from the last time that you did a one rep max that like tells you that your body's ready for that i I hear people tell me all the time like oh i'm doing another one rep max and they told me last week that they had a one rep max i'm like dude like why aren't you yeah you don't got a pr every week (laughs) right and you should be doing accessory movements in between so that you're working the small muscle groups and not just the big muscle groups because those are the ones that support your big muscles so that when you're walking off a curb you don't break your ankle because all you've done is like make your calves be bigger you know these are the things that are important so i think like we do extensive warm-up where we are like our warm-up is like 30 minutes to an hour at kind least at this point, like we basically but, could record this podcast while we we're foam rolling. Like that's yeah. how long we warm up. And like, I even posted a video on Instagram because people ask me, how do I warm up? And like, I have to compress it to 15 seconds because that's what Instagram demands. But like the video in and of itself was like 20 minutes long of someone recording me doing all the different things that I do to warm up. You know, I stretch okay. out, I pretty much do yoga on the floor and like, yeah. I mean, we all roll out, we all stretch out, make sure our hips are open uh pvc pipe squat, band PVC, work PVC squat band work like all that stuff is very important and if very you have a, if you have an issue like a specific area that's like kind of bothering you a little bit don't ignore that you know get a lacrosse ball out work with a small dumbbell on that area if it's like upper body you know like whatever it is and definitely tell someone in your gym who's a professional trained person like hey man my my knee is bothering me a little bit or my shoulder is bothering me a little bit and they can check your form on certain kind of movements. Like I've been having knee pain for a while. And part of that is because I had, I had a, you know, a barbell drop on my knee in November, which shortly after that I started having hip problems because my hips were compensating for the fact that my knees got injured from a barbell. And then for months, my hips had, you know, these problems. And then my knees started bothering me in a different way because they were compensating again. And now my squat, my knees go inward instead of outward because I had all these problems. So like I needed someone to look at me and say, you need to put your knees out more when you're squatting. That's your problem. And it's something I need to work on all the time. But like, I couldn't have fixed that if I didn't tell someone, Hey, my knee's been bothering me. Can you watch me do a couple of movements and see what the hell I'm doing? Right. So and it's just like, it's just having someone spot check you every now and then. Like you could be an elite crossfitter and you still have room for improvement. You have to like know that and you have to know your weaknesses in that sense. But yeah, mobility is like number one on preventing injury. Viv and, I, <laughs> Viv and I joke all the time when we're in the gym because there are some young dudes that come in. These are not like the national competitor coaches and people that we have at the gym. These are the dudes that just like want to get jacked and think that it's cool to do stuff. And they'll just like roll in from their car and jump on a barbell. Like they don't foam roll. They don't band work. 
And then halfway through a workout, they're pulling the same deadlift weight as me talking about their back hurting. And I'm like, hey, dude, you're tweaking your back because you made poor life choices when you walked yeah, into this gym. Seriously. Like, if, I mean, at minimum, you should be rolling out your legs for sure. Your back and your shoulders with a little bit of band work, like at minimum. And that's just for me saying, because as a CrossFitter, like a lot of the injuries you hear about are um, pull-up injuries. And, and it's because people are rushing to get a kipping. Now, I highly suggest you get the strict pull-up at least one, but up to five before you try to kip. And I know people hate that and it sucks, but like women can do strict pull-ups. So there's no reason why you should be kipping first. And I, it's going to take you longer, but you're still going to have your shoulders 20 and, years from now. And so. if it makes you feel better, I can't do a strict pull-up either. So we can yeah. be in that club together. <laughs> but I work that, you know, like every week at some point, either mm-hmm. at home in my bar or in the gym, like it is something that I'm working on. Ring right. work, banded in a pull-up bar, you know, switch grip, like everything that I can do accessory-wise to help work on that. Yeah. Um so the other things that I would add to like suggested minimum warm up is like working with a PVC pipe to do, you know, some, some shoulder opening exercises and then, you know, some, what do they call it? The active movements that we do at the beginning that like dynamic warm up. Like I read this article not too long oh, we ago. We do like basically uh, high knees, yeah. butt kickers, leg swings, and then Frankenstein's. We do basically, fra- well, yeah, Frankenstein's and then basically like a l- Samson stretch. A walking Samson stretch is what it is. And it's basically a lunge. And then you're opening up your hips forward. You're pressing your hips forward. So you're opening up your hips. And you should feel it in your quad. And it's kind of like um, a couch stretch, similar, but it's dynamic. You're moving through it. Um, You don't want to have too much static stretching before the workout just because you're you need to get blood flowing and if you're not sweating through your warm-up you're probably not doing it right i read this article like um a couple of weeks ago about how much more efficient a dynamic warm-up is and prepping the muscles for movement and that when you warm up with like static movements then your body like it signals to your brain a different kind of thing that you're about to do with your body and right. so you're more primed for injury if you do a static warm-up and then go into something dynamic where you're yeah, moving because your body hasn't warmed up that way it's ready for like static movements right. so people experience a lot of injuries that way so if you're going to be doing a lot a lot of moving in your um so like for example if you're doing yoga then it would make more sense to do like static warm-ups because you're about to do a bunch of like static type movements you're not going to be jumping around and being explosive and all over the place. But if you're doing CrossFit or strongman or even only lifting where you're, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, doing a dynamic warm up where you're stretching your muscles in an active sort of way. I mean, the rule in our gym is you shouldn't hold anything for longer than three seconds while you're doing it. Um, that'll prime your muscles in anticipation of movement. So, right. That's all our questions. Fancy. I feel so special that we got questions. Yeah, man. So <laughs> we're going to, uh, once this is up, you can go submit your own questions. I put um, on paleoparents.com in the top right corner, there's a little thing that says podcast. Drop down menu comes in and you can select the button that says um, ask a question to Strongman Radio, Strong Woman Radio. Um, 
And then um, we'll also probably post some more on like Instagram and social media just to encourage everybody to get in the habit of doing that. And I would highly encourage you to submit your questions now because I can tell you from having another podcast, we've got a backlog of like hundreds of questions on that podcast that we can't get to. So if you really want an answer to a question, ask it now before we get a backlog and then we start being selective and only choosing people that compliment us and offer us gifts. Hey. I mean, I'll take them. <laughs> I know you will, as I'm saying. <laughs> I like things and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like I like compliments and well, things. I like to feel pretty. <laughs> so recommendation, offer marshmallows and cookies and Viv will answer questions. Hey, yeah. Well, that's not, I'm not denying that. <laughs> <laughs> and so- Bacon jam by the pound. <laughs> <laughs> Recipes available and beyond bacon. Okay, cool. So that is a show. Hopefully um, you're getting a feel for kind of what we're doing here. We're happy to answer questions. We'll probably have a little less chit chat as the episodes go on and we get more questions in and it's not major events like the CrossFit games and competitions that we're doing ourselves that we feel the need to talk about. We have another show just like this after nationals, but you know, for sure, but we don't do events all the time. So, you know, that's true. (laughs) We need some, we need some other sort of things. And, um, we, if you haven't already done so, would love you to go into iTunes and rate us because the more um, reviews and ratings that we have in iTunes, the more other people will find the show. That's the way iTunes chooses to show things. If we get on their hot new podcast list, then other people will see us pop up and that'll be awesome because the more women that we can expose and encourage to do strong things, the better it is. So um, I feel like we need to have some sort of outro, like stay strong, ladies. You got anything? That that sounds nice. Witty over there? <laughs> no. I got nothing today. Keep it heavy. Stay strong. I like to stay strong, ladies. Okay. Okay.